1: Well, if you say so, your host, Ian Garlick.
0: The best marketers sell with story, and the best storyteller wins the customer. And the best stories are your customer stories. I'm going to give you the planner to create the perfect video case story for your business, just like we've done with all of our clients here at Authentic Web. Just go to iingarlic.com slash plan or click on the podcast image to get to the show notes and there'll be a link. There, you can download the perfect video case study planner, the same one we use at Authentic Web to create incredible dynamic video case stories and video case story interviews. Welcome to the Garlic Marketing Show. Ian garlic here and we're going to talk about something that's related to marketing indirectly business credit our guest today has been featured on forbes and entrepreneur magazine and is actually close to me he's over in tampa ty crandall thanks for being on the show
1: thanks for having me on
0: i'm excited to be here awesome so ty oh, oh, i like stories how did you get into business credit it's i mean it, i looked at your website your website actually makes it a little sexier than it is uh <laughs> <laughs> um, creditsuite.com. Um, but uh, how did you get into this
1: Um, Man, that's a long, convoluted story, really, uh, that I think about. I mean I started – I went from high school into the military and uh, got out of the military and kind of ended up in in sales – uh, you know, the first company I ever owned was a mortgage company. And I thought I was just this unbelievable, amazing entrepreneur, because it was so easy to build this company. But it was a height of the mortgage industry where pretty much anybody could have done the same thing. I didn't know that at the time. And I kind of stayed there too long into the crash. And so I was one of those people where, you know, my income was cut by 90%. I, I almost got pushed to all the way to, to personal bankruptcy. Um, and I recovered, built a consumer credit company. And then along the way, as I was working with consumers to help Fix their credit, a lot of our clients were business owners and they started asking me about business credit. And at this point, I spent, you know, 10, 12 years in in financial services, owned businesses, and and really knew nothing about it, didn't even know what it was or how it worked. And so when I dove into it, it was just, it was really a, a life-changing thing for me because I realized that if I would have known this when I built my mortgage company, I wouldn't have built the company all under my personal credit. And personally guaranteeing the loans and credit lines. And it would have made the big difference uh, for me in survival. So I really decided at that point to become an advocate and start helping our customers with business credit. And then I just kind of, you know, we built our business up so, so successfully. I had offers to buy it. I sold that company and I've been just full fledged in the commercial, uh, the commercial credit space ever since.
0: Awesome. Awesome. And I think it's Especially most businesses don't know much about it, especially early stage businesses, sub $1 million. Um, And it's one of those things I know I did. We did early on and it's helped us out a lot uh, at Authentic Web. But, you know, tell me a little bit about what why is it important for a business to have credit?
1: Well, I mean, listen. Business credit is important to a business as consumer credit is to a consumer. You know, it's exactly the same thing. You know, as a, as a consumer, you can make it through life having no credit. It's just, a, it's a pretty tough thing. I mean, to get, you know, auto vehicles, to get mortgages, to get loans, to get credit cards. Your credit's needed for all those things. It's exactly the same thing in the business world. You know, business credit is what's used to be able to get you qualified for credit lines and credit and loans to help you get the best terms, help you get approved. Uh, you can get credit cartons cards using just your business credit. You can get auto vehicle financing uh, using just your business credit. Much of the same things you could use consumer credit for in the consumer world, you can use your business credit for in the business credit world uh, or in the business world. But you're separating the two. So, you know, you're building a separate credit profile for your business. You're helping your business stand on its own. It then has the ability to get credit on its own without you personally guaranteeing it, without you tying it to your personal social. Um, so, it really is the basis of being able to get money and credit as you're growing the company.
0: And I mean, uh, yeah, and I mean, I, I've seen a lot of companies, you know, they they hit that wall where they need the credit. It's not that they should have credit. It's that they need the credit, especially for like cash flow, if you're in the e-commerce business, especially online. Um, I've seen that where you know that it's, it's like they need all of a sudden need five hundred thousand dollars in credit, and they and now it's their personal money going towards it. At what point should you start building your business credit?
1: Well, really, a business should start right from the beginning, and it's the same as you know what you describe. Any business, well, a business that will grow to to really be successful will hit a wall. They'll run into a point where it becomes a barrier to the, to being able to get what they need, and we see this all the time. We see you know multi million dollars com- companies that come in and and get denied for $10,000 credit cards at their bank because they don't have any business credit or their business credit report looks negative because they have no credit established. Uh, We see companies all the time that have their credit lines cut down because the lender or credit issuer goes through, does a review, sees their commercial credit scores are low and pulls the line. So there's all these circumstances where as you grow, it really becomes a barrier. But even in the starting point of the business, it really becomes a way for your business to fund your business. You know, most people are getting money from family and friends or liquidating their stocks or their bonds or their bank account or using their personal credit to fund their business when your business could really fund itself right from the beginning if you start building credit right from the beginning. So I think it has those two purposes. You build it right from the beginning so you can get the money to fund your business. And that helps you in the future where you don't run into that brick wall because you don't have it.
0: Okay, so what are the first steps in building credit for your business?
1: Well, the very first thing you want to do is to set up your business credibly, and this really is crucial for any kind of loan, credit line, or business credit uh, that you might want to obtain. So lenders and credit issuers all have kind of a secret unpublished set of standards that you must meet, and if you meet those standards, well, then you go in and oftentimes get automated approvals. And you've obviously experienced that before where you go to get a credit card. They give you an instantaneous approval. They tell you your limit. You know, your card's delivered seven, 10 days later. Then the other side of that is when you go in and apply for a credit card, and that wheel spins, and then you get that dreaded message that you'll hear by mail, <laughs> like it's seven to 10 days, right? And I and that I don't know about you, but that never ends well for me. Like, what I hear in mail is always a denial. Um, so that's the same thing here. You want to you understand what those standards are, meet those standards before you apply. And that's just, you know, having a business address, having a business phone number, you know, not using mobile phone numbers, your phone number trying not to use a home address or a UPS address as your mailing address, having a website, having an email address, having a fax number, getting your phone number listed with 411 – and making sure your stuff's congruent online. You know, if your business name, address and phone number is on Yahoo one way, it shouldn't be on Google another. That not that incongruity alone can get people denied. So that's really the starting point is to build your business credibly, and then really the next step is to come in and you know, Go right to the – we've got a, a link on our website, creditsuite.com forward slash uh, reports, where somebody can do a free search with Dunn and Bradstreet, Equifax, and Experian to even see if they have any credit reporting now. Um, and then they can also get a free Dunn's number with Dun and Bradstreet, which is part of that second step. And then the next step is to, you know, start building business credit. Start going out to to get credit with credit issuers that report to the business credit reporting agencies. Uh, paying those bills is agreed, and then that kind of starts the, the the getting approved for more and more credit as you continue through the tiers of credit that are available.
0: Awesome. So, what? what I mean, now I've got credit. What what should I use the credit for?
1: Well, it depends on how much credit you have. So, in the commercial credit scoring world, a lot of people are led to believe that you can only get approved based on how long you've been in business. And that's just a myth, it's not true. It's really based on how many trade lines you have. So, you know, in the beginning, you're you're getting usually, well, it depends. In the beginning, you have a couple options. If you want to supply a personal guarantee, then you know, you can get physical Visa cards, MasterCards, uh, that you can use nearly anywhere. You could liquidate these cards. So physically take the cash out of the cards and get zero percent interest for six to eighteen months. So you can get up to 150 grand this way, even as a startup, and you know, you could probably figure out a million ways to spend 150 grand in cash to start a business. But if you don't have good credit to qualify for something like that, then you use vendors, places like Uline and Quill, Uh, where you can buy office supplies and shipping supplies and things like that. There is no credit check for that kind of – those kind of approvals, and then you can buy anything that that those type of stores provide, like I said, like shipping supplies and office supplies. Once you have about five accounts reporting, whichever one of those options you chose, then you start to get revolving store credit cards. So your Staples, your Office Depot, your Home Depot, your Lowe's, Costco, Sam's Club, BP, Chevron, Canoco, Amazon, Walmart. I mean almost every major retailer that you're probably buying stuff from now for your business – offers commercial credit that doesn't require a personal guarantee or credit check and then you start to get fleet credit so that's for auto vehicle repair and maintenance and fuel and then you get visa cards and Mastercards without the personal guarantee and then you could even get auto vehicle financing without a personal guarantee so there's a lot of different kinds of credit based on how many trade lines you have that could be used for you know any number of purposes
0: yeah and where i mean where wouldn't you use the credit where should you know where where's the big mistake in using that credit
1: well, I don't think there's a um, you know, there of course you never want to use, you know, business credit for you know to pay personal expenses, right? Because that could be misappropriation of funds, things like that that you want to talk to to an accountant about. Um, but you know, it's not a matter of where not to use it, it's a matter of what you can't do with it. So there's some things that you just need physical cash for. So for example, if you're going to pay payroll, that's pretty tough to do on a Visa card or a master, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so it's more like that. You know, there, there's a lot of things that you shouldn't use it for. It's just there's things you can't use it for that you still need to get loans and have access to physical cash. But business credit can alleviate a lot of what you may think you need physical cash or loans for and give you an alternative where you don't need to get as much money from a lender.
0: Yeah. And you know, since this is a marketing show, I, I think one of the places that you know, a lot of people could use credit is marketing. I mean, it's, it's the one, number one way to grow your business. And it, if you get your marketing dialed in, then you can really scale it, can't you?
1: Well that's what we do. You know, we use our commercial credit to pay for our pay, to pay for our Google and our Facebook ads. And you know as well as I do that Facebook is an amazing platform uh, to be able to advertise and get pretty quick ROI if you 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 know what you need to know to convert leads into into paying borrow or paying clients. So they can really be used leveraged that way. You could start with a budget on Facebook even if you're just getting started or if you're already proficient, you start spending the money on ads. You pushing them through your funnel you're converting them into a sale and then you're only paying minimum payments on that credit card while that's working which gives you time to get the actual return from your investment and pay down the amount of money that you actually used.
0: That's awesome yeah and I mean it's one of those things that I wish I'd have thought of earlier on because it, it, you make the money and then you pay for it instead of <laughs> instead of making the money okay now I can use this for a little more marketing. And vice versa, and vice versa, and also like for funding new websites, videos, and stuff like that. And it's amazing that people don't think that way.
1: Well, but this is what's interesting about small business and big business. Is big business does so? You know, Walmart's a perfect example—the biggest retailer in the world. And what most people don't know is that eighty percent of what Walmart sells. They buy on credit, so they literally, you know, go to Bounty and they go to Bounty and they get paper towels and buy them on credit using business credit. They put those paper towels on the shelves. You buy them, and then they take your money you spent and they pay off the credit. And you know, if you look at their credit report, they have like five hundred tra- t- trade lines. Business credit accounts for more cash injection to the company than even shareholder value does. So big companies have really figured this out, and this is why they all have hundreds. Hundreds of trade lines, you know. Even though Apple doesn't need to borrow money, they still have hundreds of trade lines where they do because they're very good at using that money to be able to buy what they need to buy, and then using the return to pay off what they borrowed. And so, yeah, I mean, that's the basis of. of Companies that become very successful quickly, and companies that don't, is like you said, the other ones that don't, they're trying to use their profits to pay. Ones that do understand using OPM, other people's money, including business credit, to be able to buy the advertising, the website, the marketing, the CRM for the funnel, and then go ahead and execute, get your return, and use the money you're earning on the return to pay what you actually borrowed to get those things off the ground.
0: Okay, yeah, I mean it. It's it, 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 on, the, on a side note, too, I, I think that there's a stigma against borrowing money for your business, isn't there? I mean, well, be, I, I just heard someone say it the other day. It's like, oh, I, I bootstrap my business until now, and they're proud of it. I'm like, I don't think that that's a smart thing necessarily, right? It-
1: I think there's a couple ways to look at it. You know, on the consumer side, you know, the Dame, Dave Ramsey kind of strategy. Man, I get it. You know, I mean, c- you know, credit card debt's bad. I, I understand those strategies. It's not good to, you know, borrow a bunch of money on credit cards to pay for things you can't afford. I get that. Yeah, um, it makes sense. On the commercial on the commercial side, you know you're gonna fe- you're gonna grow as fast as the money you're putting out in the space. And I think that venture capital kind of gives us that stigma because when you get money from venture capital versus bootstrapping, for example, other people come in, they take ownership interest in the business, you lose control, uh, and that in itself is a negative stigma for a lot of people. And then you know getting the loans and credit and doing it kind of bootstrapping and doing it with your profits, some people might look down on that, but But again, there's no company in this country that's one of the biggest privately or publicly owned that didn't borrow to get there. All of them did. So when you look at the companies that are successful and you say, look, what did they do to accomplish this success? Well, use Facebook, for example. I mean they didn't become who they are because they didn't borrow money. They got tons of money in the beginning to get as big as they are. So that is the path that every highly successful company follows is they get really good at using other people's money to be able to scale at a faster pace.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm getting excited because it's true. I mean, we have business lines of credit and we use them and pay them off. And, uh, you know, but coming back to them, anything that makes you money is a good place to borrow more money to make more money right?
1: <laughs> sure. Well, look, I mean, if you look at the, the two biggest reasons businesses fail, it's because they don't have capital and it's because of management mistakes. And it, to me, those two are synonymous because when you look at Twitter, you know, Twitter can continue to lose money at the rate that they are for 412 years before they run out. So it means they have a war chest of money where they can afford to make mistakes and figure out their model to make themselves successful. And a normal small business just doesn't have that luxury. They don't have enough cash on hand to afford their them an ability to make mistakes. And this is what forces so many of them out of business. But Ian, look, it's, it's you know, on the other end, you're going to have a bunch of crazy people that don't know what they're doing that come in and borrow a bunch of money, completely run the business into the ground and default. So it goes both ways. I mean, it could be disastrous if you don't figure out what you're doing fairly quickly and get a model that works, especially on the marketing side. But if you already have a pretty good idea of that path forward and what you need to do, well, then that's changes the whole landscape because then you can get the money you need to do the ads and the funnel and the CRM and everything you need to get the engine running. And if you've done some small tests with a smaller budget, well, then you probably could scale at a much faster level Do it going that way.
0: Yeah. I, it, yeah. And, and that's a very good point. And to another point, you know, the, our buddy Ryan Dice always says the person that the business that pays the most, spends the most per customer wins to acquire a customer wins and you know it it is a battle but if you know even on the front end you can lose some money because you've got this back end um into acquire a customer on the front end and then that lifetime value of that customer man you could just go in there and drive and grab new customers right away and then also make a lot more mistakes i think a lot of people want to dial in their service and dial in and go, oh, you know, I, I've i got to have this perfect thing that I'm doing instead of going, let's acquire customers as fast as possible. Sure. Uh, and, you know, because I, I just reread Ready, Fire, Aim, and, you know, it's talking about that. It's like that up to a million dollars, you should just, your, your number one goal should just be acquiring customers.
1: Right. Well, and that's what, when you look at Ryan's strategy, you know, they take 20% of their budget and it's just for experimentation. You know, 20% of their marketing budget just goes to tra- even trying new things they don't know what works. And then 80% is within the stuff they know works to be able to grow and scale. So, yeah, and, and you know, even the, in their outfit, they still are ones to get venture capital. You know, they get outside investment coming in, they borrow money to be able to grow the business. So there's no right or wrong. I mean, there's people that have a lifestyle business business. that don't want to make it big where you know what you could just make your profits slowly and live off your profits and that's cool and then there's other people that just want to scale and get to a point of an exit or want to grow the revenue as fast as possible when you're trying to use your profits only to do that and pay yourself it's a really slow path versus getting the money you need to you know throw gas on the fire you've tested some things on a small budget facebook and google allow you to do that you figure out what works. And then once you know what works, and you know, your ROI is there. Well, then it's really like you said, how much are you willing to put out there to start acquiring customers? Credit gives you the ability to put more out there to scale quickly.
0: Awesome. 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 So let's talk a little bit about you and how you help people do this, how you help businesses do this.
1: Well, we really have a couple paths. You know, I'm really big on free information. I believe strongly that everybody should know this exists, knows this, know the steps to do it. And, you know, they are going to have success even if they follow our, our free training, which they can access on our social media pages at creditsuite.com, the top right um, of our page, and be able to do so. Um, what we like to say is we just take years of business credit building and we condense it into months. And we have a paid coaching program as a result uh, that we help people with. And what we do, is is work with them hand in hand to go through from setting up their business initially all the way through to getting the visa cards the Mastercards, the the auto financing all without a personal guarantee or personal credit check and then we help with all different aspects of obtaining business loans as well
0: awesome so you actually will help people individually obtain those business loans
1: yeah, and that's the problem we see in the marketplace is that there's a lot of great lenders out there. On Deck is one; they're a great alternative lender. Uh, they'll give you money just based on the fact that you have consistent revenue. But you know, you can walk into On Deck with no revenue and an 850 credit score, and they can't help you, even though there's hundreds of other lenders that can. So what we really believe in is a strategy where we pull all legitimate funding programs into one platform, and then that way we can tell our customers, hey, look, here's all the different different loan options, credit line options you qualify for and it helps them get the most amount of money and then we negotiate with the lenders to actually help them get the best terms as well.
0: That's awesome. That's a that's a pretty slick service. Credit so it's creditsuite.com, obviously it'll be in the show notes, we'll be able to click through. So as your let's talk a little bit about your marketing and and you know, obviously you're you're going around, you're doing the podcasting, you're getting on people's podcasts. What's working for you to get in front of businesses to for people to learn about CreditSuite.com.
1: Well, we have a lot of things that work. You know, we're very big on the paid online space, so we spend most of our budget goes towards Facebook ads. Uh, Where we also spend part of our budget on Google, and now we're expanding more into YouTube as well. Uh, so we're really big on paid. Uh, you know, direct advertising where we can get a direct response. Um, And then we put them right into a sales funnel. And our sales funnel just really provides a ton of information about business credit, about loans, and then also gives them an opportunity to basically schedule consultations. Uh, And then that's what happens when somebody comes into our sales funnel. Our, you know, our team is, we have a setter team that's usually reaching out to them, schedule a free consultation to talk to our sales team to either give some free advice or talk to them about a path. Forward, working directly with us, uh, and then beyond that, we you know put a lot of information out there through education, whether it be like as you said, being on podcast. I have my own show, my own podcast show. We do a lot of live streaming on uh, Facebook and Periscope, and we're going to be diving into Instagram as well, live streaming on YouTube as well. Uh, we do webinars consistently. Uh, we have content; we just pour content out with our blog post every day, and you know all different kind of article directors. So. We're really big on content distribution, you know, as many channels as we can get, uh, the paid channels through Facebook, Google, as I mentioned, You know, the free channels through LinkedIn Pulse and you know, social, our social media pages, all these type of things. And then we also are big on JV relationships. So that's kind of new for us, you where know, we're actually going and presenting a message to the database of our JV partners. And then we do a webinar, we host a webinar, we make a lot of sales and it's profitable for us and profitable for our JVs as well.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Um, and you guys said you're, you're doing a lot of video too. I saw some of your, uh, customer stories on there on your, um, on your homepage. Uh, what do you see? Yeah. Obviously you're doing a lot of informational stuff. Um, and you said you're getting more into YouTube. Are you, you're doing more of the YouTube paid stuff now too?
1: Well, we've been in YouTube for a while. You know, YouTube was one of those funny channels where we just did webinars and put them up on YouTube, and, you know, we didn't even pay attention to it for a year. And then we had like 1,000 plus subscribers, and we didn't even have like a background image, you know, on our channel. (laughs) (laughs) We're like, oh, I guess this works. You know, now YouTube probably accounts for 15, 20% of our business. We have hundreds of videos. Uh, but now we're getting into paid stuff. You know, we've never done the paid ads in YouTube before. Uh, and so we're going to be diving in there. I think, you know, Twitter even just rolled out a retargeting, um, option. So we're going to try the retargeting on Twitter. We're going to try the retargeting on YouTube. That's how we started with Facebook and Google. We started with the retargeting. We went to just regular paid ads and, uh, and we're going to make, take that exact same path and just dip our toe in the water with, uh, with YouTube and Twitter as well.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Uh, Definitely check out that episode. I, I don't know if you've been looking at Tom Breeze's stuff, but he's he's a great authority on it. He knows a lot. Um, I did an interview with him, and he had some good things to say. Um, he's definitely a YouTube expert. You guys should all check out that episode too. Um, th- this is all awesome. So, I mean, I got a little overwhelmed. And I do marketing. You, you guys are doing a ton of stuff. How do you find time? How? What's your involvement in it, Ty? You know what? what because. I talk to a lot of business owners that are like, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for this. You know, I always hear that. I don't have time and I don't have money. But obviously, you're making marketing a priority for you. Is it just because you you financed it all? (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh, it's a good it's, good it's a good point but it, you know in the beginning we started we started out with you know bootstrapping like anybody else did and um you know email marketing has always been my strength so we've just kind of started from that basis of really spamming people unfortunately uh, you know it's embarrassing to admit in the beginning because we didn't even have the money i mean i started as a division of a company and i was given a hundred dollar a month marketing budget right so you know With that, I built it into a seven-figure business just because – um, you know, This is – I believe strongly in information marketing, and, and that's how we've kind of always worked is to put as much information out there through as many channels as possible, and you just got to do a little bit and see what works for you. And then we find some things work, some things don't. You know, Tumblr, we put all kinds of stuff on Tumblr. That doesn't work for us. We put all kinds of stuff on Instagram, and all of a sudden Instagram takes off for us, whereas a year ago we didn't even have an Instagram account. So I think you just have to do as – as much content into the space as possible test as many platforms as you can and you'll find some that work really well you'll find some that don't and you kind of go all in and try to dedicate more of your time to the things that do work Uh, that's the strategy we followed and it's helped us kind of eliminate things that we tried that didn't work and really kind of get behind the things that worked best for us.
0: Wow. That's, that's fantastic. And I'd love the fact that you're testing so many different things and doing so many different things. And obviously they have a really cool business, um, that can help people grow. Um, so I mean, what, where do you see, you where do you see you growing to next, you know, with, in the market side and the credit suite side, are you just par for the course? Is there what's happening next with you guys?
1: Well, we're, we've got a—we're just so ambitious with what we're trying to accomplish. And, you know, my main goal is to make sure that business credit is commonplace with every business. If 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 startups or established businesses don't want it, that's cool, but they should have an option and know it exists. And about 90% of business owners don't. So that's my own mission—is just to get it out there, and let as many people know about business credit as possible, uh, and that in itself will really help grow our company. Uh, of course, on us, it's scaling now. You know, we're scaling, so we already know the marketing and advertising strategies at work. We're doing more of that, you know, hiring a lot of people. Um, you know, I just said to my wife yesterday, I said, man, we hired five people in the last week. I'm like, I can remember years where we only had five employees total. So we're able to scale what works now because we've tested, we've refined, we continue to refine, we continue to, to grow now, spend more on Facebook, spend more on Google, uh, you know, do more of what we know that works. And, you know, go with Ryan's strategy as well, which is, you know, try some things that we believe leave may work, but we've never tested before. Um, And then there's a lot of stuff we want to do on the loan side too. You know, we've really made business credit our focus, but there's just a lot of things that are broken in the loan space right now that we think need to be fixed. And that's a lot of things that we're working on is, you know, being able to devise and design technology where people can go and type in a little bit of information and find all the lenders and all the programs that work for them um, on their own. So there's a lot of different things that we're doing just to make it easier for any business that wants access to capital to be able to obtain it
0: that's fantastic that is cool and I'm, I'm assuming you work with any type of business
1: we do yeah it's it's kind of crazy people ask all the time what are our top industries and we, we look at them and it's real estate and financial services and a lot of different ones but they're so diverse on the type of industries we help because so many of our programs don't have industry restrictions
0: cool That's really, really cool. Awesome. Awesome, Ty. Well, I really appreciate you being on the show. So creditsuite.com, and you have a few different resources on there. You talked about uh, creditsuite.com forward slash reports, but also creditsuite.com forward slash EIN, correct? Tell me about that.
1: Yeah, you know, if they go to our website, creditsuite.com, the top right, they'll find our social channels. There's just a ton of free information there that can help anybody that's looking to get a loan or a credit line. Um, And then at creditsuite.com forward slash reports, that's where they can actually go and just do a free search to see if they're set up with one of the reporting agencies now. And then creditsuite.com forward slash EIN, that's a main one people want to remember because at creditsuite.com forward slash EIN, we've got that free guide that really maps out the exact steps to build this. Credit, uh, and then that'll get people kind of on their way at you know building credit for their EIN that's not linked to their personal social.
0: Cool, awesome, awesome. Before you go, you know, I mean, our big thing is customer stories. We you know we help businesses at Authentic Web you know find their customer stories and tell those customer stories. But I want to hear from you. Tell me a little bit a success story that you've had from with one of your clients.
1: We have a really cool lady that we continue to help, uh, and there's so many to choose from. But this is always one of my favorites because, you know, she came in, she wanted like thirty or forty thousand, I think, initially. Um, really tough borrower to get approved. Didn't have a lot of redeeming qualities where lenders wanted to lend. We got an exception. We ended up getting her approved for eight thousand dollars, and she had a beat up old tow truck, and she used the eight grand to buy another beat up old tow truck, uh, which doubled her beat up old tow truck fleet, and uh, then she. Is that the revenue. name of
0: her business? Sorry to interrupt it, you.
1: It, it should be, yeah, it should be. <laughs> but now it was then, but now it's not because you know she's been able to. She's come back, and we financed her now six times because she keeps coming back, um, and her revenues continue to climb. We're able to get her more and more money. You know, the second advance we were able to get her forty grand. The third advance we were able to get her sixty grand. So she's done an amazing job of using the money, reinvesting into the business, growing the business, getting more, reinvesting, and uh, now has a. A really successful tow truck business it's no longer the beat up old uh, tow truck business she's got a really successful business with a, a fleet of trucks out on the road so i really enjoy her and i really enjoy so many people that come back and get more and more and more money um which is cool a lot of people that come in and you know, we had a guy come in that his business and i know you only asked for one but i've probably got that, two that come to mind he's um you know he was closing down his business and he was asking for advice on that he had bad credit he had a four hundred thousand dollar tax lien and to date, we were able to get him a, a million and a half dollars. So he, was, he paid off the tax lien. He ended up doubling his practice. He ended up running for Senate, almost had a chance, but he didn't end up successfully winning. Uh, so it was a really interesting reversal from him of getting ready to shut down his practice because of a tax lien to now doubling the size of it and growing uh, substantially over the last two years.
0: That is really, really cool. That is fantastic. Um, And, uh, you know, we work with a lot of tax clients, so they should definitely give you a call, too. (laughs)
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, look, there's a lot of ways. The bottom line is whether people go through us or don't. The most important thing to know is that there's a lot of money out there for business owners. It's just a matter of knowing where to look. You know, the big banks are not the guys that are usually going to fund you unless you're really well established, really good credit, revenue, collateral, etc. But there's a lot of specialty lenders if you have cash flow or credit or collateral or just some kind of lendable strength that are really anxious and eager to lend you money so i see a lot of people give up before they try and i just want to make sure your listeners don't do that like i said whether they go through us or another source there's just a lot of access to capital out there uh, based on business strengths even if they can't get approved for money at their own bank
0: awesome awesome ty crandall thank you so much for being on the show it's been a lot of fun i mean i like money so i like talking about this <laughs> i like business and it it was fun it was really cool uh thank you so much
1: Yo, Ian! Thanks for having me on, and I'll probably see you over at Disney sometime soon. Yeah,
0: yeah, we'll have to meet up at Disney. Uh, and thanks for listening to Ty and I and taking you on, on your journey, taking us on your journey. Uh, this has been Ian Garlic and the Garlic Marketing Show.
1: That's it for the Garlic Marketing Show.
0: If you want to get the inside scoop and the latest techniques, make sure to follow Ian Garlic on Facebook.